You're listening to the official Scottish Rugby podcast with Caroline Blair and Tom Soule. For this episode, we are looking ahead to Silver Saturday this weekend when the top club sides in the men's and women's game take to the pitches at BT Murrayfield. And of course, the damn health next door. Seven finals, one day culminating in the men's Scottish Cup final at 6pm on Saturday. So let's chat to the two sides that will be battling it out for... Uh, that coveted trophy. So from Mar, we've got Connor Bickerstaff, and alongside him is Hoik's Matt Carrier. Good to see you, chaps. How are we doing as we as we look ahead? Yeah, good. Thanks. Thanks very much. Yeah, excited. Uh, good, so. good. Well, that's the first hurdle is the delay doing it via Zoom, but it keeps us entertained and it gives Tom a great job to do editing wise. So <laughs> um, I think let's let's go back to the start. I mean. We're going to be looking ahead to this weekend and and have a, a bit of a reflection on the season too. But before we do that, let's go right back to your rugby roots and and give us a wee indication about where it all started. We'll kick off with you, Connor. How did your rugby journey begin? Um, start started at Mar um, Mar Minis back when I was seven years old. So um, dabbled in in football like we do down in Ayrshire a wee bit as well, and tried my hand at football and rugby, but. Um, at seven, when my granddad took me along to the Fullerton, so I seemed to enjoy that a bit more. Um, getting stuck in about it, maybe not talented enough for football, but um, rugby—that's where I started at Mar, and that's kind of where I've been ever since. So it's been a kind of love for that club, and that's where I've remained through my kind of college school years and onto the senior rugby. And just before we we move on to yourself, Matt, that that's a key point as well, isn't it? You've gone right through the ranks, right up to Premiership silverware too to tenants premiership silverware I mean admittedly you had an injury that season but what has it been like looking back and reflecting on that stratospheric that that rise and and seeing Mar grow quite something um you know when I started playing out of school and back in 2010 when I when I left and joined the senior team we were um in West 3 or whatever league it was at the time and I think it's overall over came up seven leagues um since so it's been quite quite a rise and we haven't really thought about it too much but when you reflect on it at this stage and you kind of see the journey we've had it's been been quite impressive over the last 10 to 12 years with even the the kind of gap years with COVID and stuff so it's um it's been great and we've been lucky enough to have quite a core from a group of boys that left the school and stuck there and didn't move elsewhere like over to air when they were in the premiership or elsewhere so we've been lucky we've kept boys and we've kept rising so it's been uh, very impressive. And Matt, yourself, you, you, your own journey, your own involvement in rugby, where did that start? Um, it's a little bit different for Connors. I've moved about a fair bit. Uh, started at Gala, uh, Minis about P, P1, so uh, stayed there. And then family moved to Innerleithen around, uh, I was about eight or nine. So uh, went moved up to Peebles, uh, continued Minis at Peebles, uh, all the way up through high school, starting seniors at uh, people as well until I moved to Gala when I was about 22 a couple of seasons at Gala and then I've been a point since now hang on a wee minute <laughs> you've got we've got to tap into that one because <laughs> <laughs> if Mossy were here I think he too would be saying a wee something about that how did that go down now yourself being at Hoyt and you've you've done a wee tour of the borders there yeah it's been all right to be fair I thought uh, the move from Gala to Hoyt might have been a bit tougher but uh, they've settled in all right there's a good bunch of lads at Hoyt so it was quite easily done. You're not like Lisa Thompson, who uh, has to wear a thermal under the shirt, are you? <laughs> we had Lisa on. No, no, I'm not. Go. I'm not that bad. I'm, uh, <laughs> I still can still feel I'm from people, as I would say. Like so, it's 
to go to Gala and then to Hoyk, it's, I've touched that many clubs now that I, I can't, I'd have too many thermals on, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and what's it like at your respective clubs? Um, I know having been down at Hoyk filming for the men's premiership final, um, that there's a massive atmosphere and a massive crowd there. What if, What's the feeling surrounding the club uh, at potentially doing a double this season? Yeah, everybody's excited down at Mansfield. Um, it's nice to see Hoyk back to the towards the top end of the Scottish rugby. The history at Hoyk's unbelievable, and uh, I've been there six or six or seven years now, and just to get back and sort of write their own sort of history, and because they're all, they'll always look back at Hoyk, look at all the famous years and stuff like that. So to get our foot in the door and make a little bit of our history ourselves, it's quite exciting. Nice. And what about Ma? Because obviously they had a successful season last year, uh, turning over Curry at theirs um, for the Premiership final. Um, is there momentum building from that uh, season and into this season as well? Because obviously there's a little bit of a rivalry still between the two clubs because you met in the playoffs, didn't you? A little yeah. bit. Oh, you've done that gently. <laughs> <laughs> Just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. The smiles <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give it away. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I suppose last last season was obviously a massive high for us and different from Matthew, like Dan Hoyker, steeped in history. And then um, Mar were obviously quite the newcomers to the block in, in that sense. So obviously that, that premiership win last season was a massive high. And this season's been a bit up and down for us. Um, we just scraped into fourth position and made the playoffs. Um and then we lost that that game to Hoyk, who've, who've been very impressive this year. So there's that there's that battle. We had some great matches with them last season where we came out on top, and this season has been Hoyk's favour. So um, I'm sure come Saturday will be quite a tightly contested game. We're looking forward to it. Does that give it a bit of an added edge, though? I mean, yeah, as you've alluded to there, there is a lot of a lot of recent history between the two sides, and uh, you know, even your own head coach um, at Hoyk, you know, Matty Douglas has become the youngest head coach in Premiership title history to, to lift the trophy. So there's a lot of excitement there, I'm very sure, but it must add a bit of an edge, certainly for both sides. Uh, you could argue, yes, in form uh, for Hoyk at the moment, but that, that, ma- that makes this quite an exciting encounter to look forward to. Yes, uh, definitely. Um, uh, obviously played Mar three times this year and been lucky enough uh, to come out on top on all three, but those games have always been tight. Mar's always a, it's a good fight uh, Good fight, good hard battle, always against Marshall. Uh, Saturday were no different, of, of, uh, no doubt. Will you be thinking about the, the the three opportunities that have gone before in that sense then as well, Connor? Is that something that you're thinking about as you go into Saturday? I think it's quite right to reflect on them and look back. Um, there's obviously the personnel changes for us. We've had boys in and out. We'll have a few bodies back this Saturday, which will hopefully help. But um, it's yeah, it's a tough one. You have to reflect on it and teams do their analysis and you look back and we know how it strengths but Saturday's a cup final you've kind of got to forget about that and you know we can even look back to last season where we had obviously good wins against Hoyk um, we kind of just take on that and try and go in positive and look ahead so we don't reflect too too heavily on the losses, but you, you learn from them. Hopefully, on Saturday we can come out another side. So, and of course, this isn't the only opportunity for you two to potentially be facing each other. I know that we're jumping ahead just a wee bit, but you have both been selected for the inter districts uh, championships as well. So, first of all, congratulations on that, Connor. You're in with uh, Glasgow and West, of course. So, if you beat, it will be Cali Reds, and if Matthew, Matt, Matt, you're with the South. So if you beat Edinburgh, I'm just going to throw this out there and say <laughs> there is a chance <laughs> that this 
weekend could be the first of two opportunities to meet in a final. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, so we've, we've obviously depending on how the game goes against Cali Reds, but it's, yeah, it's, we added extra for club players at, at this level to give an extra incentive. I know myself and Matty kind of met up when we did the Scotland Club 15 um, back just in the COVID season when it got, got kiboshed, um, but we played the Scotland Club just before that. So the inter-district comp, um, so we added extra at the end of the season for, for these players and guys that don't, you know, are not doing super six or under 20s. So it's, um, yeah, it'll be a nice bonus and hopefully we do meet again. So big thing. And Matt, yourself, obviously your head coach is is leading the charge on that. Thir- I think, is it 13 Hoyke men? All deserved a place, but certainly you, you'll have had a, a good chance and had a good opportunity to impress Matty this season so far to to secure that place in the Inter-District Championship too. Yeah, uh, Matty's obviously at the helm, so like you say, 13 boys involved. Uh, but it's like you said, there's a lot of competition. There's been a lot of competition all the way through the season at Hoyke alone, just in the hooker position. So when you go into that uh, Inter-District at the South, there'll be Obviously, a couple of boys from other clubs, so uh, the competition will be there, but uh, we'll, we'll hopefully get involved in, like we say, see Connor in another game. Oh, I like that. There's a wee bit of fighting talk there, just in the undercurrent. <laughs> <laughs> if we uh, turn our attentions back to sort of this weekend coming, um, Silver Saturday is 6th of May uh, 2023. How have preparations gone at each club? Um, Prep quite well, I'd say it's it's been difficult. We've obviously three weeks since the semi final, so trying to keep boys uh, down and keep boys fit and moving about. And we've also had the, the Kings of the Seventh Circuit, so trying to get teams out to that, but obviously trying to keep boys injury free. So uh, we've had a couple quieter weeks and trained up just the Thursday night, the last couple of weeks, and this week we're back into uh, Tuesday, Thursday, so we'll up the preparation of it tonight and then uh, and again on Thursday towards Saturday. So. Very nice. And Conor, how about Dan and Ma? Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I, um, like Matty saying, with inter-district stuff's kicked off as well. So boys have been training, started that last week and we're trying to wrap boys in Cotton Wheel a wee bit. We've, we've had quite a few boys in bangs, including myself. So um, it was just, yeah, when it comes to the week of a big game, it's the excitement kind of takes over and you've had a full season really to do your prep almost. Um, so it's just kind of final, final wee tweaks dusting up on a few things and yeah just just getting everyone on the same page really ahead of Saturday so it's light light training just kind of looking forward forward to that some clubs approach it as uh, a t- uh you know the same game it's just another week other clubs say you know to the players other head coaches will say right lads we're in this is the big one Let's, you know all eyes on this I want you eating right I want you sleeping right no no going out two weeks before type thing how are your respective clubs approaching this I mean certainly for for Hoyk you've list this is the second you've what two two before you've had two Scottish Cup wins before titles wise this would be your third you've got Mar going in for the first ever in that vein are you treating it as any other game or are we recognizing I guess that this is the big day out um just from, from our side I suppose it's as you said it's our first Scottish Cup final we're going into um we've been there before back in the Shield in 2013 but Scottish Cup final is a, a wee bit different to that so everyone knows the magnitude of it and yeah you've got you get yourself excited for that but same sense you've got to play as another game it's, it's I suppose it's cliche isn't it but we've just got to kind of treat it that way and we've done our homework and just go into it with cool heads and Hopefully we, we obviously perform on the day and come out with the right result. But it's, there's no taking away. It's a big occasion. It's, it's hyped up that way. way the community and the supporters are 
big crowd going along. So you've you've got to kind of enjoy that and take it in. So it's um, it's a cup final, but at the same time try and try and keep your heads and play it's another game. Am I not right in thinking that uh, you were playing back in 2013 in that uh, play final? Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I was. So um, will that bring back some nice memories for you? Yeah, no, it does. It does. Um, yeah, I was only only 20 then, so it was a bit more of a spring chicken. <laughs> looking back and seeing photos get put up this week by your club and stuff, so I was looking back in photos. But um, yeah, good memories there. Um, a totally different level, as we say, because we came up and through there. Um, so I think we played Livingston in that final in 2013. And yeah, Hoyke in this cup final, we a bit different, no offence to Livingston. So it's, yeah, totally different level, different occasion, but it's, I suppose, good memories to look back on anyway. And good success rate as well, one from one. Being, uh, <laughs> you've got to take that. That's a hundred percent success rate. Small things, small things. Yeah. And Matt, what about yourself? You know, we've just sort of hinted at that. There is this a case of looking just any other game, or is it looking at the atmosphere that we can expect at BT Murrayfield Stadium and at the Dam Health next door? Silver Saturday is just such a, a great energy. It has that feel of almost like the sevens feel it has that amazing energy to it and you know are the players talking about that and looking ahead are you treating it as any other game uh a bit of both i would say you've got to treat it any other game you, do, you don't really want the atmosphere and that to affect you too much because you don't want to be off the off your game but you also got to look at the other side of it when we've got the chance of doing a double uh the history behind hoik like i said earlier the last time they won the league was 2002 and they went on that year to do the double so We've got all this sort of added pressure on that you don't want to steep onto the boys, but you've got to kind of look at it. It's, it's a big day. A lot of boys could be the first, well, it is the first time at Murrayfield, could quite possibly be the last. So you obviously know it's going to be a big occasion, but it's just keeping your foot in the ground and playing your best game. Well, we wish you both all the very best. There can only be one winner and what a, a game what an encounter that would be at 6pm on Saturday but going back reversing the clock of course tickets are still available via scottishrugby.org so do pop along and support the men and women on Saturday the West Fan Village and the Dam Health Stadium turnstiles they open very early doors from 9am and then the BT Murrayfield turnstiles will open from 12 noon for now though Matt Connor thanks so much for your time Great to hear from uh, Connor Bickerstaff and uh, Matt Carrier there, Caroline. We're now joined by um, the rugby development team, um, Callum Johnson and Caitlin Gold. They're laughing at me for some reason. I, don't, I couldn't understand why. Um, it's but po- guys, possibly thank- the earphones actually as well. I think this in yeah. itself, Tom's quite enjoyable for us to watch. Um, but thanks very much for joining us. Um, we're going to go into a little bit of insight around uh, Silver Saturday with you. And uh, you're going to give us or tell the fans what they can expect from uh, the teams that are lining up on Saturday. Mm. So Callum, on to you first. Uh, Obviously heard from uh, Connor and Matt there. Uh, What can we expect from that cup final? I think it's going to be two teams that are going to be playing out their skin, basically. You know, I think we're looking at the past two champions of the last two premiership years. Um, Obviously, Mar winning it last year and Hoyk winning this year. And Hoyk have had a great season as well, unbeaten and trying to continue that with a cup double, which I think they haven't won since 2002 as well, mm-hmm. which was the last time they won the league as well. So, you know, if we're looking at 21 years down the line. I think it's going to be a really big day for them. But Mar are a big game team. I feel like, you know, whenever the pressure's on for them, they, they really do step up, as we saw in the, the Premiership final last year against Curry, And, um, you know, this year as well, not having the greatest starts to the season, but 
turning it around and getting into the playoffs as well. You know, the big games that they had against Selkirk and even in the Cup this year, once again, beating Curry and in the West Coast Derby against Ayr in the semi-finals. So I think it's going to be it's going to be a really big battle between these two and it's going to be a huge crowd here for both teams. I know that they've got quite a lot of supporters coming as well from, from both sides um, and obviously as well with the quality in the, the team as well. You know, Colin Sturgeon and Kirk Ford the most points scored by two players this year. Uh, I think it's, I've got it written down here. It's oh, uh, <laughs> Colin Sturgeon with 154 points and Kirk Ford with 166. Both both really good kickers from the tee as well. So we could see a lot of a lot of decisions just to go for the posts on the day, but I feel like it's going to be a, a huge game for, for both sides as well. They'll both be raring to go for it to finish the season on a high. I tell you what I found fascinating, Tom, I don't know about you, but when, I, when we were speaking to the chaps, I thought it was quite, you know, I thought Matt was very calm, very very <laughs> measured about it, but there was a wee cheeky smile in Connor's in Connor's eye there as well. It is a it's, this is a big deal for Matt. It would be a first Scottish Cup final for them mm-hmm. as well. And ultimately, looking at looking at the showpiece, it's the six pm game on Silver Saturday. Seven finals mm-hmm. in one day. As a rugby fan, I, I, we mentioned this a bit earlier but it, it has that sevens feel it has the carnival feel doesn't it yeah it does really as well and especially you don't get you know two bigger teams really as well you know Mar have really come through the leagues everyone now knows about Mar rugby basically and Hoyk have always been one of the greats of club rugby in Scotland as well so you can't have two big teams for it really as well yeah I think that's always the thing about Silver Saturday is even if your team isn't here people from Clubland, they want to be at Silver Saturday, they want to be part of the atmosphere, they want to be part of that hype. And it's always just the biggest day for club rugby and such an occasion to see them run out onto the international pitch um, and play for their clubs. So yeah, it's definitely going to be big party vibes on, on Saturday. We did talk about the turnstiles opening at 9am too. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a long day for some people, isn't it? <laughs> Look into look into your role then. Ultimately, you're all about rugby development. So, what what does that mean in in terms of Silver Saturday? What's what is this the the purpose? I guess is to bring the season to a crescendo, isn't it? Really, and to make it a, a celebration of. I, I love that club land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> club uh, rugby. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously for us, we're both from club backgrounds as well. I think the only time that my club must have been here, we got to the Shield final in 2011, 2012, and that was a big day. You know, it still gets talked about. There's still a few players that play for the club. What was the result? Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> we lost uh, 11-9 to the club of the women uh, sitting right next to me here. Dunfermline! Dunfermline. We did lose Dunfermline that day, but again, it, like everyone talks about it because it was such a huge day for people come in and that's kind of what it is as you say it's the pinnacle of the of the season for quite a lot of people um so to come down here and just enjoy that big day feel that carnival feel um it's really really huge and it gets spread across the entirety of the the club game across the men and the women's game yeah for us uh, as a wider rugby development team we want to be able to use silver saturday as a way that we can show our appreciation to the clubs that work so hard to field teams and put on showcase events in their own local areas by then bringing them here and giving them an unforgettable experience so really this is as much about us being able to say thanks and give our appreciation to the clubs that that make it here um, and just give them a really fantastic day that, as Callum said, it, it is something that goes on and like lives through history. Um, and that's really exciting. Um, so we have said, you know, seven finals one day, logistical joy, I'm sure, for, <laughs> for the stadium <laughs> staff. Um, you've got the men's finals of them. You've got the, the National Shield, the Bowl and the Scottish Cup, as, as we've mentioned. 
the women's final, you've got the National Bowl, the National Shield, the Serebini Cup and the National Plate. Uh, I'm seeing a, I'm seeing there's four in the women's there. <laughs> yeah, there's four. So this is brand new for this season. And um, previously we had the Serebini Cup, the Plate, and the Bowl. Um, but this year uh, we now have the National Shield. Uh, and the National Shield was added in just with there being such a massive influx in women's teams and um, participating. And um, we needed to add in an extra tier so that we could um, allow for more women's teams to um, be part of of a finals event. So it's just a massive testament to both rugby development and to all the clubs out there um, doing their part to grow the women's game. Um, and to the girls who and are absolutely for clubs to create women's sides. 100%. Um, so yeah, so this year for the first time we're going to see two second 15 teams um, participating in Silver Saturday. So we've got Cartha's second 15 and we've got Hill's second 15. So Hills are playing in the bowl and Cartha are playing in the shield. Um, so yeah, that's super exciting to see um, that we've got these new teams um, who really have only been around for a couple of seasons are now um, reaching that pinnacle um, milestone event of uh, contesting for some silverware at BT Murrayfield. And if we turn our attention to the Serebini Cup final, um, we got two very good teams. Watsonians were obviously here last year and lost to Hillhead Jordan Hill, mm -hmm. but won the league. And Cougars this year lost in the final of the Tenants Premiership and uh, have made it back um, or to their first uh, cup final uh, this this weekend. Um, what can you expect from that sort of game or from this game? Yeah, this is going to be a really exciting game. Um, Watsonians and Cougars, they've never played in a final against each other, um, whether oh, that, that be the sense. Premiership or <laughs> here for the Serebini Cup. So really, it is all to play for. Um, as you said, um, Tom, obviously Watsonians had um, a really fantastic season last year um, with their Premiership win and obviously reaching the final last year. Um, but Cougars really have been on um, such an upward trajectory. Um, so it's going to be a really big occasion for both sides um, I believe that Cougars uh, last won a Serebini Cup title in 2005 and they were last here 10 years ago so um, really they will be looking to take every opportunity they can to um, end their season on a high and hopefully um, a little bit of um, kind of retribution from losing out on that premiership but Watsonians are a formidable side um, obviously there's so much depth and talent in that squad and um, they've got Fran McGee who's hot off her is she um, back, in, she is back, back in this weekend yeah and um, so I oh, met Fran threat, yesterday and yeah she's raring to go she's really excited to get back into um, the, the club environment and play in this final um, but equally Cougars have got a lot of strength and depth in their squad and um, the likes of Emma Turner um, who is their captain and played for the Thistles and was called up into the wider training squad for the TikTok Six Nations this year so um, yeah there's going to be a lot of talent and a lot of skill on show from both sides it's going to be a really big one it's good to see that Fran's mm -hmm. straight back into club rugby though straight up or weekend after um, having probably She's her best game the in the, yeah, <laughs> in the, in the TikTok Women's Six Nations but it's great to see that that strength is coming back down into the club game so quickly after isn't it mm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that she's really excited for. And I think the wider team will be really excited to have her back because obviously she won't have been um, there for the, the semi-final. Um, so yeah, to have her back, I think that's going to be a real threat. So yeah, I think um, the fans that will be watching on the day or watching at home on BBC Alba, 
um, they'll be hoping to see Fran uh, tear it up and score another worldie like she did last week. And actually it was great watching Fran watch her try on social media. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't seen it already, do make sure you log on to Scottish Rugby social media channels to see that. On that point though, it is, again, we see this with the Foz Rock Super Series Sprint and, uh, you know, that, that the gap between the top tier of rugby in Scotland and the men's side right down through the grassroots game. We're speaking to the development team here. So looking at that there, Fran's a great example, as Tom's just alluded to, that ultimately you're seeing a showpiece final on Saturday, on Silver Saturday, involving a Scotland-capped player and actually, as you say, depth of squad. So from the development side, Calum, this is this is a successful day. It is an absolute successful day. I think like you see that across the entire game as well obviously they from the main side well Hoyk have got Jay Linton who after the after superb performance in the final went on to play for Newcastle Falcons as well in the friendly so again trying to find that gap into the next level but to get Fran coming back as well to play on this day it really just does make it a special day and for us as well it is really good to see just people taking that next step but also remembering their club roots and where they've come back to as well and that's kind of the main thing about this day is that alluding to what I said earlier people do remember these days more than anything you know Fran will hopefully have a hopefully for her have a good couple of weeks if she can top off last week's uh, try scoring fest with a um, with a win here but uh, yeah it's good to see you know the club club game thriving well Caitlin Callum thanks so much for your time and all the very best for what is set to be a very very busy silver Saturday So we're delighted now to be joined by Rona Shepherd, now Rona Hume, uh, former Scotland international and alongside her Mary Pat Tierney, now Mary Pat McFarlane. You both knew Sarah Beanie um, and in a moment we will look forward to hearing your memories and, and the stories around her. But perhaps just for, for some context, if you could kindly talk to us about why the Sarah Beanie Cup is known as the Sarah Beanie Cup. Uh, yes, yeah, sure. So... <clears throat> Um, Sarah unfortunately uh, died in a in a car accident, um, not far short of her thirtieth birthday, and she had been a phenomenal part of Scottish women's rugby up until that stage, having competed in um, various Scotland sort of representative squads, not quite earning a full cap, but I'm sure wouldn't have been far away. And uh, when she lost her life, I think it affected an awful lot of us, and. At the club at the time, Murrayfield Wanderers, we always had quite an affinity with the cup. We had been on quite a winning streak. Um, and Sandra Kinnear, who was the SWRU president at the time, um, had put forward the idea to to rename the Scottish Cup the, the Sarah Beanie Cup. And of course, we were we were delighted with that that honour. What, what was she like as a person? Um Amazing fun. So uh, Mary Pat probably played against her as well as with her and um, incredibly hard to tackle, incredibly fierce on field, but off field full of fun and, you know, would arrive at games in flip flops, board shorts and a cowboy hat. Um, we'd be the first person to buy her opposite number a drink or several after match and, you know, really was always one for, for building friendships across teams and clubs and her presence in Scottish universities teams that Mary Pat and I played in um, was always a delight. You know, it was really chuffed to have her in the squad. And what was she like to play against Mary Pat? Horrific. Horrific. 
<laughs> uh, I was playing in the back row at the time, which is where Sarah played as well. And I remember standing at the tail of a line out and just looking around and she would smile at you, but it was a smile. It was definitely, there, there was an element of, uh, I'm coming for you. Uh, but yeah, having played together in Scott Uni stuff, and I think probably district stuff as well at that point, uh, it was yeah. it was so <clears throat> teams are so much better. Yeah, you mentioned the smile, Mary Pat. She did. Mm. She had that ability to smile, but she'd kind of raise a wee eyebrow. Uh -huh. and you knew you were in for trouble, and she had that same smile whether it was you know in the bar afterwards or on the field. As a proper old school rugby player, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cheeky smile is what you're referring to. The yeah. the knowing, the knowing <laughs> smile from her teammates, I'm sure, uh, and the concern by the opposition, and the Sarah Beanie Cup in tribute to her. The naming of that, I can only imagine what that must mean to her family and 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 what, those of you who've who've played alongside her and opposite her. Yeah, a, a massive amount. It it's it, it's been. And was very inspiring for for us. Um, probably felt a lot of pressure to retain the cup for for many years, but it it, it has always been you know a really inspirational um, thing to have. And I know her family were incredibly touched by it. I think her family were due to come to the final uh, in twenty twenty before COVID hit, and I know they were very disappointed not to make it. Um, but yes, I'm in a WhatsApp group with a number of Sarah's close friends. And um, there's been a lot of discussion recently about how lovely it is to have her name still spoken and remembered. And uh, I think that there's an element of remembering everybody that we have lost in, in Scottish women's rugby uh, when, when you have a trophy like that. And that, that spirit of remembrance will certainly continue on Silver Saturday. And just looking at the teams uh, coming out on Silver Saturday, we have Watsonians and we have Kostoff and Cougars. What do you think Sarah would have wanted those teams to play like the spirit of in the spirit of her cup? Yeah, I would say it'd be a forwards orientated game for sure. I, I don't remember Sarah necessarily for free flowing, you know, lurking on the wing or anything. Um, but yeah, she she would definitely be wanting people to get in amongst it to to make sure that whichever team she was supporting were winning every contact um, because that was what she was good at and that's what she enjoyed. Front forward rugby. Yeah, it's what we like to see. I know that Cougars <laughs> have a pretty ferocious pack as well, so I'm sure they'll bring that con that contact and physical side. We'll look forward to to that on on Saturday, and a, 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 an opportunity as well for us. You mentioned Rona that Sarah was on the on the cusp and would likely have received full international honours, and she had the success of Scotland A uh, to her credit there too. Looking at Scottish women's game at the moment and the, the scenes from the TikTok Women's Six Nations, how have you both enjoyed watching Scotland women progress and, and, and where do you feel that they are at in this context? Um, it's been amazing, uh, incredible to see. And at the Scotland Italy game, I think there were us ex-internationalists there and we were catching up and I was so inspired and, went back again for the Ireland game. I watched that with my son and his little pal and were so excited to queue up 45 minutes after the final whistle for autographs and they're calling on the players. Um, and it was, it, I just absolutely love seeing it. It was quite emotional um, not in the stadium and to know that they have that now. And it's been great since the World Cup last year as well, from getting up in the early morning games to see them and to see that the, they came on, but they just weren't getting the, the final scores the way we wanted to come through to then 
well, do so well against Italy and, and to pretty much you know, demolish Ireland at the end of the Six Nations as well, to finish on such a high is such a positive thing to take forward as well. Well, I'm sure you enjoy some incredible catch-ups together when you do, uh, discussing all those old experience, former experiences that you've had and also, I'm sure, uh, marking and taking a moment to reflect on Sarah Beanie and her contribution to, to Scottish rugby. Thank you so much for your time and we hope to see you very, very soon back at BT Murrayfield Stadium. So, I mean, as previews for Silver Saturday go, we've covered everything there. You know, the, the men's Scottish Cup final. We've had a really lovely conversation there about Sarah Beanie and the meaning the meaning of the Cup um, and, and what, what an event to look forward to. Yeah, it's uh, teed up to be an amazing Saturday, isn't it? Especially in club world, as uh, Caitlin referred to earlier. Um, and I think this is just the pinnacle of club rugby in Scotland. So it's going to be a great event, I think. Oh, do you know, and actually... I needed this after the exhilarating TikTok Women's Six Nations <laughs> antics of last weekend. So we will indeed look forward to Silver Saturday. Tickets are still available via scottishrugby.org to come along and support the men and women as they take to the field. The West Fan Village and the Dam Health Stadium turnstiles, they'll be open from 9am and the BT Murrayfield's turnstiles will open from 12 noon. And as always, keep across scottishrugby.org and Scottish Rugby's social media channels for the latest news and content. Mm-hmm.